Have you tried everything from natural to pharmaceutical just to get a good night's rest? Join me, Martha Lewis, as I unpack what's really keeping you up at night and how to change it. You're listening to The Insomnia Fix. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Today, I am going to talk about what is normal sleep, because sometimes we have expectations of how we should be sleeping that actually aren't realistic. And so it can really help to understand how sleep works to really have a better relationship with sleep. You know, good sleepers close their eyes, fall asleep quickly, and wake up in the morning feeling refreshed. And it really should be that easy. But when you have insomnia, sleep isn't easy. Either you can't fall asleep or you lie awake for hours in the middle of the night and you're exhausted even and wired, even though you're so tired. Let's talk about how sleep works so you can understand what's normal and what you're shooting for. There are actually two body systems that hardwire us for sleep. And the first you have probably heard of is our circadian clock or our circadian rhythm or your body clock. This clock really gets its cues from light and food. And so when the sun sets in the evening or when it gets the lights get dim, your body starts to produce a hormone called melatonin. And this makes us feel relaxed and sleepy and ready for bed at night. It doesn't put us to sleep, but it more gets us in the, maybe in the mood for sleep is how you could put it. So if you are surrounding yourself with bright artificial lights and blue lights from screens at night, then your body will still think it's daytime and it won't get you ready for sleep. Now, in the early morning hours, your body begins to release cortisol, our stress hormone. And yes, this is part of our fight or flight response, but cortisol also helps wake us up and gives us energy throughout the day. Our circadian rhythm actually doesn't stay steady all day. It kind of peaks and dips. And there is a natural dip in the afternoon, in the early afternoon, that really explains why we feel tired after lunch and why so many cultures take a nap at that time. Now, what you're eating for lunch and if you haven't gotten enough sleep, those can definitely make that natural dip a lot worse. But it is normal to have that kind of, you know, drop in energy in the early afternoon. Now, the second system that regulates our sleep is what is called our sleep-wake homeostasis. And this is our internal counter or kind of a timer that's responsible for our sleep drive. And so the longer you're awake, the stronger the drive for sleep becomes. And it's partly due to this hormone called adenosine that builds up in your body over time as you're awake. And so eventually you're getting sleepy at night. You feel as though you can't fight it any longer and you need to sleep. And then during sleep, this need dissipates. Your body clears that hormone adenosine. So when you wake up, you don't feel the need to sleep anymore if you slept well. To imagine this, you know, your sleep drive, let's imagine you're wearing a backpack. And so as the day wears on, you collect a brick for every two hours you're awake. And so when you go to bed at night, you're tired because you have a very heavy backpack. 
And if you get the sleep you need, you wake up with an empty backpack. Now, I've worked with a few clients who actually don't feel sleepy anymore, even though they're tired and exhausted, but they don't feel that sleepy feeling. And this can actually happen when your gut isn't healthy and you don't have enough good gut bacteria to make that hormone adenosine. For sure, if you aren't feeling sleepy, then you're definitely your gut isn't healthy. And so we'd want to work on that. Let's talk about a sleep debt. This happens over time when you don't get enough sleep. So it's the amount of sleep your body needs minus the amount of sleep you actually get. So let's say that you need eight hours of sleep and you sleep for six hours. You have two hours of sleep debt the next morning. And if we go to the, back to the backpack analogy, you have two bricks in your backpack. That missed sleep doesn't just disappear. We don't just start over every day. Instead, it's going to accumulate over time. Let's say that you sleep six hours a night, Monday through Friday, and, but you need eight hours a night. You're going to have 10 hours of sleep debt. And that pretty much becomes impossible to make up over a weekend, right? You can't sleep an extra 10 hours. And what happens is when you continuously accumulate the sleep debt or don't get enough sleep, different systems in your body will start breaking down. It's going to be different for everyone what systems start breaking down, but it's not going to be good for our long-term health. And that is why chronic sleep deprivation leads to so many chronic health issues over time. Um, or, you know, if you consistently don't get enough sleep, then your body's going to get sick and force you to rest. Let's talk about the different stages of sleep because this is really important to knowing actually what is normal. We actually have two kind of stages of sleep. We have the REM sleep and then three stages of non-REM sleep. So what happens is the first stage of sleep is non-REM sleep. And this is a transition between being awake and asleep. And so during these first few minutes of light sleep is when your body temperature drops, your breathing slows down, and your heart rate decreases. And you may not even think you're sleeping, even though your brain waves would indicate that you are. So this happens to me every once in a while when my husband nudges me and tells me I'm snoring. Don't snore very often, but every once in a while, and I'm like, I'm not even asleep yet. What are you talking about? So this is being in that really light stage of sleep. Now, stage two of non-REM sleep is really the first true stage of sleep, and it does continue to be light sleep before you fall into a deep sleep. Now, if someone woke you up during this stage, there's a 50% chance that you would tell them that you weren't even sleeping yet. This is why a lot of times people who don't sleep well think that they're awake when they're actually in the second stage of sleep. You could be getting you know, more sleep than you think you are because you're in these lighter stages. Now, next comes stage three non-REM sleep, and this is that deep sleep or slow wave sleep. And this is the most restorative stage of sleep when the body's repairing itself, when your brain is storing memories and information from the day. And you spend more time in this stage at the beginning of the night, which is why people say that they sleep better, usually, the first part of the night. You feel like you're getting deeper sleep, and that's because you are spending more time in deep sleep where your mind is quiet and your body is very quiet. What happens after deep sleep is REM sleep. And so this is that rapid eye movement sleep, also called the dream stage, because most of our dreams happen in this state. And 
Your brain is extremely active during this stage and it's processing emotions. It's connecting information that was consolidated during deep sleep. Now you spend more time in REM sleep the last half of the night, which is why you feel like you might sleep more restlessly toward the morning and why we tend to wake up remembering our dreams because this is the final stage of our sleep cycle. As adults, we cycle through these stages of sleep about every 90 minutes. Technically, no one actually sleeps through the night since we have these partial awakenings or partial arousals, so they're called. So as we transition from one sleep cycle to the next, we partially wake up. A lot of times we don't remember these, but this is when we're usually changing positions or getting up and going to the bathroom or you hear your partner snoring. It's when you're transitioning from one sleep cycle to the next. And so this was really helpful for my client, Emily, who I've been working with, who her main issue, she was taking hours to fall asleep. And she felt like she couldn't go to sleep while her husband was lying next to her. He would have to wait a couple hours to come to bed to make sure she was asleep. She wanted to work together because they were going on a cruise in a few months and she wanted to be able to sleep next to her husband and there wasn't going to be another option of sleeping in separate rooms or necessarily him waiting to come to bed. But it's funny because, you know, we, she started, she improved really quickly and, you know, once she started taking some supplements, made some changes to her diet, she started falling asleep really well. Even when she would travel, she would fall asleep fine. And But then she was nervous to get off of the, she was taking an over-the-counter sleep aid, like Tylenol PM or something to sleep. And she was nervous to get off it because the night she didn't take it, she said she slept more restlessly. You know, she'd hear her husband snoring, but she would be able to go back to sleep. But she just felt like she didn't get the deep sleep she needed. I was explaining to her about how these sleep aids, I mean, they actually sedate us. And so it's not really deep sleep we're getting. We're getting sedated sleep. Yes, she, you know, she was artificially sleeping deeper. So maybe she didn't hear her husband snore. But that didn't mean that anything was wrong with her sleep when she was sleeping without it, especially since she was able to hear him and then go right back to sleep. That's just normal. And it probably was only happening as she was transitioning from one sleep cycle to the next or when she was in that light stage of sleep. I'm curious to see she is now really motivated to get off that sleep aid and see how she does. But just knowing what's normal has really helped her, you know, be able to commit to getting off that sleep aid and knowing that, yes, she's going to wake up throughout the night. And if she goes back to sleep and feels rested the next day, then that's great. That's normal sleep. Now, hopefully you know why it's normal to feel tired after lunch because we have that natural dip in our circadian rhythm, why sometimes it takes a few nights to make up for missed sleep because we have that sleep debt that we have to make up for, why you might misjudge how long you sleep because you might think that you aren't sleeping when you're in those lighter stages of sleep, why you feel like you probably sleep better the first half of the night and more restlessly toward morning. And while you're waking up briefly throughout the night, all of these things are normal. So how do you know if you slept well? Well, you can track your sleep. I talked about that in a previous episode, but many of my clients get more anxious and worried when they're tracking their sleep. So really the best way to tell if you slept well 
is that you wake up feeling rested and have enough energy for the day. That's how you know. And if you aren't feeling that way, if you're having trouble sleeping, if you're waking up feeling tired, there's something going on in your body that's causing this. And we can find out what that is and correct it. You are welcome to book a call with me to talk more about that, how my program works, how it can help you find out exactly what's keeping you awake and what it looks like to work together. All right, I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to The Insomnia Fix with Martha Lewis. Be sure to follow and listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to know more about why you can't sleep, go to my website, thecompletesleepsolution.com and download the What's Causing Your Insomnia checklist. You're also welcome to join my community on Facebook, Sleep and Insomnia Help for Adults. Until next time, I'm wishing you a good night's sleep.